What's up, you nerds? Welcome back to Yellow Spandex. You spandex lovers, I know you're back. Uh, man, we got a bunch of stuff talk- to talk to you about this week. Take it away. <laughs> well, I guess it kind of started off uh, the, the Disney Quarterly just happened. I think everybody was expecting them to be sweating it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, fortunately, I guess people didn't think about it before. The quarter ended like March 28th, I think. So, as far as like American impact, there was only really like a week or two. Ooh, like yeah. not even two weeks, like a week-ish that hit them. So they actually uh, had really good numbers. Nice. <laughs> and they said the only the only um, uh, arm of Disney that had um, lower numbers or losses were theme parks. But that's because at that point, all the overseas theme parks have been closed for a couple months. Yeah, mm. uh, that's got to be a huge loss, huge deficit. But they're opening back up on May 11th. So huh. May 11th is for, like... Well, not the U.S. ones, the internet, the Shanghai one. Oh, oh okay. the sh- Jap- stuff, Japan or, but, or China. Which is interesting because uh, it goes along with like what I had asked my Korean relatives about. They're just they're just gonna do uh, things uh, that like will allow pe- like them to be doing that, you know, until unless another breakout happens. So like you know, half capacity. You have to make reservations ahead of time to just enter the park, and face masks for are required for everybody, which is. Interesting because like it, the Asian theme parks, almost everybody's wearing a mask anyway. And it's probably a little bit rude if you're not before hmm. this even happened. So right. it's not going to change much for them except for the half capacity and um, reserving ahead of time. But I've already kind of seen a little bit of the arguments online saying that that's not going to happen in the States because everybody's going to cry that's like against freedom or something. Um, but like I, it's so that, that they're gonna, that's going to be the litmus, te- litmus test though, like the canary in the coal mine kind of idea. Like if if the international parks, you know, if they they'll see. They don't know. They don't know if it's gonna be like overrun because everybody just wants to get out, or if people are gonna like kind of let people go in waves. You know, like interesting. Yeah, that happens. But the movies, they said the. I get. I didn't know this. I guess Disney owns the rights to Tenant, the distribution oh. or something, but they didn't make it. Hmm. So they're gonna throw that movie out first. <laughs> okay. Like huh. sometime in the summer, I think. I don't know. Is that because exactly. it was a Fox? property or something? Was it a Fox? I don't know. I, I, I mean, that would make sense. But they're going to throw that out there the week before Mulan's scheduled to release. And they're going to keep an eye on uh, each day of the opening weekend because Tenet will be the only movie in theaters. And mm-hmm. and if it, you know, I guess that they're going to gauge if they're going to do any more movies from then on. They said the only one they've committed to to digital is Artemis Fowl. So they've even kind of denied that they've made any hard decisions on New Mutants. Actually, have you? Did you see the new mutants thing that happened? So I, I saw that they like it had listed on Amazon and then got taken off. Yeah. What What was the thing? Well, it was it, like it a got, pre-order. Yeah. Oh. For twenty five bucks or something. Mm-hmm. It's actually so, still up in uh, UK. So like, there was some. I don't know if there was an official statement for it, but some like analysts or whatever had mentioned like it's equal chance that it was just there to prepare for like the release like they normally do. Mm-hmm. with movies because i know like even before the pandemic like if like when endgame came out and it was in theaters you could pre-order it on amazon uh like <clears throat> for you know months later when it finally did come out i guess they just want to bookmark your money or something interesting but they said it was that but it was at that price point that 24.99 that was mm-hmm. like because there was that theory advertised before right well so uh the going rumor right now is that some studios i guess disney maybe is going to be testing the trolls idea with the 20 dollar rental right but mm-hmm. for 25 you could own it okay huh like trying that model so like so i saw the new mutants listed for like 24.99 yeah and so that was like curious pricing for an opening movie that's not really expected to do well <laughs> you oh, know? interesting yeah so like they that might be that model where it's like okay it'll be 20 bucks to rent but 25 bucks to own and this is where they'll make the money if it goes well we'll see i don't know i don't know what they're waiting on like but that they said during the meeting that the only thing that is like concretely made like has been changed is artemis fowl is going directly to disney plus and right. everything else is fluid <laughs> supposedly i don't know interesting yeah because they're still uh, weighing if people are going to see movies, you know. Like, Ar- yeah. I'm sure that Artemis Fowl will pull some more people to subscribe to Disney Plus. I don't know. I, f- I feel like it was an that, interesting trailer. I think it's a nice like bonus, but I don't. I also don't know. So we have a friend that we saw um, onward with. Yeah. And at the beginning of that, there was a trailer for Artemis Fowl. I was vaguely familiar that it was a book, but our friend uh, Ryan, huge Artemis Fowl fan. 
Mm-hmm. And just from the trailers, he was like, they've already gotten the entire franchise wrong. And yeah. so he was just upset about that adaptation of it. Yeah. And so I'm not sure if like that's a, exactly a draw to Disney Plus. You know, I think I my core tells me it's a nice bonus for people who already have it. You know, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like because I didn't even know I wasn't there was nothing for me to be excited about because I wasn't familiar with the property, and it seems like the fans of the property maybe that's why we're, just, we're not fans of like the treatment. Yeah, maybe that's why it's kind of just going towards that. Yeah. Direction. That's why I figured new, new Mutants, like, I agree with Grace, like, it, it'd be a great idea to just throw it on Hulu and be like, hey, sign up for Hulu. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, makes the most sense to me. Uh, but, you know, maybe they're just trying to why. soak it, you know, for as much money as they can get it for, you know? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. Did you see that uh, Tom Cruise and Elon Musk uh, want to shoot a movie in space? Wow. I didn't hear that, but that whole sentence makes sense right now. <laughs> it says it will not be a part of the Mission Impossible franchise, which was like the first thing I was like, oh, it's totally going to be Mission Impossible. It's going to be like in space, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Well, the first thing I think of is how small Tom Cruise is and how I would love to see Mark and Mindy come back, but <laughs> <laughs> have Mark's like origin story. And then the very end of the movie is they that he meets Mindy. You know, it's going to be interesting to see that like that pair do something like that. Mainly because you know it's, it's supposed to be for like the the um, the innovation of it, right? To be shooting in space and stuff. But like Tom Cruise notoriously has like crazy contracts and writers. Mm-hmm. Like I heard, what was it? Was it Mission the last Mission Impossible? No, the Mummy. The Mummy remake yeah. was mm-hmm. rewritten so his character would be younger. So that he oh, could gosh. like remain attractive, and I think I think it was that movie, or maybe the Mission Impossible, or both, where his body is CG'd in each movie, so it doesn't appear as old. Wow! So, like if he has a shirt off, then they they airbrush like the chest That's and stuff, insane. and things like it's part of his whole like brand protection stuff. So it's brand like, protection. So it's just like uh, it'd be really interesting to see that stipulate those stipulations in space. Man, gosh, that dude we're, is so rich. <laughs> were you taught like was he? In Mork and Mindy at some point in time? No. Uh, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, that's not well, a Tom Cruise for one, thing. <laughs> the, the reason it pulls me to that is because Elon is known for loving those type of spoofy, goofy movies like Spaceballs and, uh, you know. Uh, I will say I one. loved Mork and Mindy when I was little. So did I. And uh, <laughs> Robin Williams, you know, like that's a big sh- shoes to fill as far as uh, that like uh, physical comedy that uh, Mark and Mindy brought to the television screen. You, you know? think Tom Cruise could pull it off? I just thought it would be like <laughs> if it, if Elon Musk and Tom Cruise do something, how what would be the goofy thing that they would do? And it'd be that it'd be like a Mark and Mindy origin story. Nah. Did you see? Speaking of space, did you see the trailer for Space Force? No. Yes, I did. <laughs> it it looks exactly like you had imagined it because like it the they're like from the creators of The Office starring Steve Carell. And it's it's like a cross of The Office and like idiocracy in oh, space, you know. Wow. Cuz like Steve Carell's just kind of like I don't want anything to do with this and like and you're going to be in charge. And then he's just trying to figure it out, you know. But everybody doubts him. Like in the trailer like one of his employees walks by and he's like this is a total shit show. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh. And then Steve Carell overhears it and he's like, "Oh, I'm talking to my my vacuum cleaner repair or something <laughs> like that." Like <laughs> what, what platform is that on? Uh, I think oh, Netflix. I don't know. Oh, Netflix. I, I think it's a Netflix exclusive. Jeez. So you guys out there, you know, already watched half of Netflix. Here's a new show you can go Dude, find. Netflix. There's so much stuff. Did you hear Netflix is poised to buy Viacom? What? No way. So like, it, I I it sounded crazy, and then uh, same thing. I I the things I watched about it, they were like, I know it sounds crazy, but on the business terms. Netflix is like one of the only companies right now that can guarantee future profit no matter the outcome of pandemic. And yeah, and so like so, huh? they would that means they would like own like Paramount, CBS, like MTV or whatever's left of MTV and like a few a few <laughs> th- things like that, you know. And it's like that'd be crazy and they're like that would almost put them on the level of Disney. But in a different way, not necessarily films, but just yeah, like in another like corner a, of media. Maybe like a universal. So Kind like, of scary how things consolidate like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. But at it, the same time, we got like stuff, you know, like Netflix or, or you know, streaming anything. Anybody can put out a movie, you know? So, yeah. 
Well, yeah, like, I mean, right now, I, I don't know, like, YouTube has just been, like, I feel like killing it, like, just watching stuff. Like, John Krasinski is some good news. It's alone. He's, like, <laughs> kind of just revitalizing, like, YouTube, you know? I haven't mm-hmm. seen the new but, one yet. But just, like, everybody's shows, I mean, the late night shows are all super cringy, you know? Like, I, I don't personally like them. They're, all, like, awful, but, like, they're still, I, I'm guessing they're still pulling in numbers, you know? Mm-hmm. So like everybody, the eyeballs have turned to like digital, you know, because Netflix I feel like serves like one corner of a purpose. But like I'm in two different moods when I'm looking up a Netflix move, film or show or video versus like a YouTube video, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I mean I feel the same way, man. I'll, I'll be cruising through some Hulu and then you know I'll take a break, go over to Netflix, watch a few things, but then when I go to YouTube, it's like a completely different beast. Like, uh, I, I'm not going there for like to find shows or something like that. I'm going there to find like this, like for further intriguing, uh, information more specific, you know, cause you're like actually typing it in. Uh, that's what I love about YouTube though. Cause, uh, you could pretty much throw in whatever you want and the probability of finding it is uh, a high probability. Mm-hmm. Hey, what else we got before we get into the movie? Um, let's see here. Sorry, Tom Cruise, Amazon, Charlie. Right. Co- I didn't see this Charlie Cox thing. The movie. Uh, apparently, he came out I think a week or so ago, and uh, there were so many of these rumors, you know, of you know Daredevil being in the new Spider-Man movie. Oh. Uh, apparently, the the rights haven't gone from Netflix to back to disney yet for daredevil okay so but apparently that's going to happen this year but he said you know i haven't heard anything of that i just want to kind of dispel that if there is a daredevil in it it's not me uh that blows (laughs) yeah oh you know that reminded me though there is like big news that taika watiti was uh announced on may the 4th yes that uh, he'll be directing a star wars film right after love and thunder yeah not sure if i'm happy about that (laughs) (laughs) i mean like I, i love him I just don't know if that's a good move. <laughs> the guy's been striking it pretty pretty uh, smoothly, pretty focused. A lot of comedy. I don't know. I feel like... I gotta, I gotta wonder if they've just given up on trying to like placate a fan base, you know? Because, like, I don't know the numbers. I, I'm curious to know if the numbers are, like, majority of the income comes from just, like, people like me who are just, like, kind of... You know, I like Star Wars movies, yeah, and stuff. But I'm not like I'm not like Josh. I'm not like really into the universe, you know, and stuff. And they just done the numbers and are like, listen, just get him to make a funny movie that people watch. You know, like, Dude, well, I feel like that was from the beginning when Disney bought them. I, I really feel like that was the thing is like we don't need to cater to the fans. We're just going to do what they want yeah. or what we want, what we want, and that's kind of the mentality I think that was not a good move for them. There's definitely some good arguments for and against, probably against, especially uh, the prequels. Mm-hmm. But as as like a as an arc, they're they're way better to watch than the newer movies. Uh, it's just you know it was such like a they didn't know what they were doing and put all this stuff together that you know you're you're taking over a universe that's been i don't know how long how what since the late 70s you know yeah and kathleen kennedy the lady in charge and i think we talked about this on one of the podcasts you know she straight up was like marvel has all this you know lovely uh, source material and we don't have that to work with and it was like what are you kidding me <laughs> oh god so i really feel like especially uh because the clone war stuff just just ended uh yesterday oh, okay, uh, yeah. i got to watch that yesterday and it was it was great I mean, oh, it was man. just, and that show, pretty much most Star Wars fans love that show. Yeah. So, and the guy that did that show, uh, directed it, uh, Dave Filoni, yeah. who also uh, did uh, Mandalorian with uh, John. John Favreau. I mean, that guy should be the guy that's in charge. I, mean, oh, all, yeah. so I, I don't know if Tyke is in charge. He's directing, right? Oh, no, I'm just saying. Oh, gotcha. Like, that guy want, should be in charge of like like he should be the John uh, in there? Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe. Do you hear that? John's so involved in all of it. There's these rumors that like Disney's gonna Disney was gonna like make a surprise announcement on May the fourth that Kevin Feige was taking over Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's insane. Dope. But also like, man, that would be the kind of press you want to revitalize 
Yeah, I, like the franchise. I, like, I like how I don't know if that'd be the best or not, but like any kind of move like that would be a great move. Uh, to be honest, it could be Joe Schmo. Like, hey, we got this guy <laughs> over here, and he's going to oversee the whole thing and make all this stuff work together. And like, oh, good, you know. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, that's a familiar concept. Taika, like, um, though it's it's been like his decade, you know. Because oh yeah, we, especially for Disney, I think he's like he's like a thousand percent a Disney guy now. Because mm-hmm. he did like Love and Thunder. Well, he did the uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, yep. he's going to do Love and Thunder. Uh, Jojo Rabbit was inherited from Fox. Yep. It's like they're like this guy can just knock it out of the ballpark on every level of the budget. Yeah, he's been knocking it out like solid pretty much every time so far. He mm. made a movie with Scarlett Johansson that reminded me that she was a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. I mean, I loved Ragnarok, but as, you know, coming from canon, it's it kind of destroyed a lot of what, what Thor was to me. And uh, mm-hmm. while it was fun and it was definitely funny, um, I do agree he does a really good job normally. But like if you're gonna do that in the Star Wars universe, I mean you're all it's already been destroyed like <laughs> by the movies in general. So I think there needs there definitely needs to be someone like a Kevin Feige put in charge over the top of it. I don't know why Disney hasn't done that yet. It just well, doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Josh, do the so like solo, you you don't like that movie, right? Um, I didn't watch the whole thing. I've only seen parts of it. Uh it was they, okay. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be done by Miller and Lord, and I didn't really want a solo movie. I mean, I really wanted the Obi Wan movie. I mean, a lot of the fans too. And maybe that will be the next thing. Well, no, it is. It's a TV show that they're doing. Oh, um, and Disney but, Plus. Okay. Uh, but the solo movie is something that nobody really, I feel like, asked for. And so when they mm-hmm. pulled it out, it was supposed to be Miller and Lord, which you know did the Lego Movie and a ton of other stuff that's really great and funny. And I was like, okay, solo fun and funny that's just gonna work and apparently halfway through it they fired him (laughs) fired both of them and uh (laughs) then they had it picked up with ron howard so and they reshot the whole thing so it's like well i'd probably rather want to see that movie you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's kind of like i was uh recording with uh, some childhood friends the other day we're talking about mortal kombat and like i think i finally figured out like the equal feeling so I guess Solo to a lot of Star Wars fans was the way that Sub Zero's mythologies felt like to MK fans because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like we didn't need to see that part of history. It was better as lore unless you were going to do it really well because mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Sub Zero game was like that feud between Sub Zero and Scorpion and like when they killed each other or whatever. Yeah, but you always heard about it, and in your head it was such a big deal, and in the game it was just like a passing moment. Mm. That was a really hard game. It's so like, well, no, just that moment of them like, like Scorpion being killed and stuff. It was yes. like it was just like a okay, he's dead. Like, well, I just would have rather not seen it. Mm. You know, yeah, you just thought make about it, it quick. So I guess with Solo, there was so many moments like you know that like the like the the thing that he's always bragging about. What was it? The I can't remember. Or like when he's maneuvered the ship. Yeah, around the, the parsecs. Oh yeah, yeah. And he always like bragged about it in the the old movies, and then you saw it in this movie. It was yeah. like. I mean that was good, but like I feel like it should have been like a lot more. Yeah. For the, to exchange the mythos of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you figured like they would. I don't know why you wouldn't do a movie like this, and when you recast, you know him, and then not do more. So that mm-hmm. just it, it confused me what they were trying to do. Rogue One was great. Rogue uh, One is like, hey, here's all these new people, and we, you know, that's a different yeah. like a, a, a min, in the middle story, and it works great. And they're uh, all it, dead by the end. Yeah, and <laughs> like, I, I feel like most Star Wars fans of all the newer movies that Disney has done, that one is they're like, all right, that one's pretty good. We don't we don't mind that one. So, so would it, would I, it, I think Rogue One was my favorite Star Wars. Yeah, movie. out of all the yeah, new actually, ones. Well, I just, yeah, just period. Actually, it's really oh good. really, huh? For me, well, just because, like, you know, I didn't grow up with the trilogies, mm. you know, and stuff. And the prequels I grew up with, but I didn't, like, love. Yeah. Like, Rogue One just felt like a movie that I wa- I could watch in or out of the Star Wars universe. I was like, this was a solid movie, except mm-hmm. for the ending with the CG Leia. But everything else was perfect. Yeah, I actually watched all three of the prequels with my kids this weekend. Oh, yeah? Um, because we watched all these Clone Wars. And the Clone Wars happens between, obviously, Attack of the Clones and mm-hmm. uh, the end of... Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And so you're getting towards the end and they've seen a lot of the Clone Wars stuff and they're really tying up everything in this TV show. Uh, there was only, there was a couple episodes this season that was kind of like, why is this here? But besides that, great season. And we get to the end before they're going to do Order 66, but my girls don't understand what there's, what's going on uh, and why it's a big thing. And I was like, 
all right, uh, I didn't really want to do this, but let's pull out these movies. Yeah. <laughs> and so we we watched all three of them, and you know, th- it was funny. I didn't tell them hardly anything about it, and they came to about the same conclusion as I did. <laughs> They're like, "Well, there's some fun light fight, light uh, f- saber fights, but it's just Anakin is just a terrible actor, and <laughs> you know, like, or like <laughs> at least the dialogue. I'm to me, the yeah. dialogue's awful in the movie. I hate sand and. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the kid Anakin or the Oh, uh, I feel like the kid too. I mean, but he's a kid. I guess I can give him a little bit more. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Wow, you I'm... look like an angel." Like, "Oh gosh." That's how he would talk, I guess. That's good. The, the reason I brought up Solo was to maybe propose if there was a movie that Taika could do that was possibly between Rogue One and the like the seriousness drum dramatic Rogue One, but then also have the funny light sided like jokey yeah solo. I feel like that would have been the solo. I mean, if any of them deserve fun and funny, it's Solo. Yeah, you know, because he was the more he was the funny guy. He was the comic relief. <sighs> like it was it was action too, but you know, Solo was always like the guy that you know kind of made you laugh. I'm just really glad that we're at a point where the Skywalker stuff is kind of we can like it's put to rest. We could put it on the way in the back. Ugh, such a sad put to rest. I but <laughs> I but I, what I want what I want now if if Taika's going to be like the golden boy, yeah. I, I would totally co-sign. I don't think they're thinking about this, but I would totally co-sign like a whole series about Babu Frick, like de- <laughs> like de- developed by Taika Waititi. Yo, him and speaking of movie trolls, remember like it was like tiny tiny troll or whatever oh yeah the rapper yeah the rapper him and there you go and uh this dude from star wars um rap video i I just remember this as a tangent i want to slide it in here while we're doing some intros a huge mortal kombat 11 news dropped this morning it was insanity out of nowhere they dropped this like little teaser thing that um i guess we're gonna get in full-on spoiler here if you haven't played the game you should pause this section (laughs) and play it but like the end of Mortal Kombat 11 is uh, Liu Kang um, defeats Kronika uh, because he became a god, like even higher than Raiden. And he defeats Kronika and he takes over time, but he's too late. So the world has already been reset. Mm-hmm. And so the entire existence is being recreated by Liu Kang and he gets to choose one person. And in the game, you have a choice to either continue it with Katana or continue it with Raiden. Obviously, with, well, with him, Katana's like you know, his romantic interest. Mm-hmm. With Raiden, would be like the guidance, you know, and stuff. Yeah, either one is fine. But so, but the that ending is like Liu Kang in the middle of dead space, creating the universe, <laughs> and that's the way this game ends. So it's like the it's the end of it's the end of the story of like twenty seven years of lore, you know. Yeah. But it also leaves it open to like they could just restart everything five years from now if they want. Of course. So that's the game. So what they released this morning was the footage of just the very end where you see like Liu Kang saying, Raiden, where do I start? And I think everybody thought like, oh, they're just going to po- post this thing now. Mm-hmm. And then at the moment, like Raiden's like, we're going to, the story, it just changes. All of a sudden a portal opens up behind Raiden and three shadowy figures walk out and then Raiden turns back and he was like, and he looks back, he's like, Shang Tsung? And then the screen goes black and it says, uh, announcement May 6th. And we're like, what the? <laughs> nice. So by the time you hear this, you'll know what's going on. Yeah. And we can talk about it in the comments because I would love to do that. But as of recording this, we don't we have like eight more hours till we find out what that was about. Wow. <laughs> but it just caused like a storm because like now the leading theory is they're gonna do a DLC of the story to expand on the story mode. No shit. And it would it would be like a few weeks pa- uh, like a couple weeks past a year from when it released originally. Yeah. So the, everybody's thinking this might be the thing that Ed Boon said when they released the game, like, "Oh, there's some there's surprises more. coming." Yeah, there's more. Like yeah. a lot of surprises, and, and so people are speculating, like, "So is this going to be a big thing? Is it just going to be a story, or is it going to be like story DLC, backgrounds, new characters, and stuff? Like, are they essentially going to release like another half game?" Yeah. On top of everything, that'd be great because changing that ending just explodes everything. Because we were already like, all the fans were already like, "This was the end," you know. Seeing Kronika's death was just amazing but, to see at the end. But even now, though, just because of restarting the universe, but now they're veering off that. It's weird. It's like it's like the um, it's like an end game. You know how like there's the other timeline we never see, right? Like we only see the one, 
So the other timeline happens somewhere wherever Thanos like disappeared from and stuff. Mm. So it's almost like in Mortal Kombat, now they're exploring this other thread of like the other timeline <laughs> or yeah. something. I don't know what's going on, but so intriguing. Like it's always so exciting. And I kind of love it because it's in the spirit of that original mystery that the original trilogy had when we were on the playground. You know, like, did you hear about Ermac or something? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> this is like they found a way to make surprises again in the age of the internet. Interesting. Also, so yeah, bizarre. clever. Really clever of them. Was that Ever Realms? Never Realms? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, so, they've been like really like digging deep for uh, MK11. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, I just worth writing because that's like so like huge. So that's kind of crazy. Like, hey, <laughs> get, yeah, you, like that you thought you were done. Boom. Right? <laughs> Here's like, another timeline. <laughs> they changed the kind of, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. I don't know what they did, but it was just like, what did we just see? That was the completely different, but the same that we just all saw a year ago. Yeah. Well, well for the last cool. thing before we jump into our movie review, uh, we got Paramount plans a new G.I. Joe movie after the Snake Eyes solo film. So they're so after. Yeah. You figure like that's something they would decide after that movie's released. Y- yeah, <laughs> like let's see how this does first. <laughs> or they're I mean, like, you know what? We that one's almost done filming. We might as well just film this one. We'll put them both out at the same time. Or they're trying to gauge some kind of like, oh yeah, I wonder I'm sure that they probably do this. They they release some information and if like people bite on it, they're like, "All right, now well, let's go with it." Mm-hmm, because yeah. You know, you know. There's been so much stuff where they're like, "You're gonna make this movie," and then it never materializes. And you're like, "What the heck? What happened to that one time they were said they were gonna make this movie?" I'm still looking at this uh, Snake Eyes um, classified GI Joe. Like, re uh, released these GI Joes, <laughs> and uh, the Snake Eyes is just so so badass. And the even like down to the box it comes in and just everything the presentation all the pieces the the mechanics the way it moves the detail and all the weapons is ridiculous it's just way too expensive. Well, I don't like GI Joe. <laughs> I don't like Ninja Turtles, and Rod doesn't like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh boy! All right, that's guys. really exciting though. Like uh, I'm I. I I have to say, like, I'm I'm afraid for GI Joe's just franchise, uh, universe, whatever, whatever it is, because yeah, it's we've the same seen with the turtles. Well, yeah, I, and I, you know, that's c- turtles is always a concern for me because I love the turtles so much, and it's like a, just like you that there's like you know the very dear to my heart. So I hate seeing things get too crazy. Well, I hate seeing them go like, hey, let's release another, you know, half-assed movie, and you know. Yeah, for even both the of those, new, you, you know, even uh, well, we've, we've probably talked about this on the podcast too. But like the new cartoon where the turtle, all the turtles are like different sizes and colors. Yeah, that's it, kind of freaking just, me out. That that cartoon is not going over well. I'll tell you that. <laughs> People are not happy yeah. about it. You can tell by toy toy sales, and they're getting rid of them. I'm a part of a bunch of toy, TMNT groups, which is kind of funny. In mm. fact, uh, it's the 30th anniversary. I think on the 23rd of May. Oh, wow. And the girl that was the original April, uh, something Hogue, Julie Hogue, I think her name is, is going to do like a like a watch along or whatever. A nice. watch, what, what, are they, what, what are those things called? Watch party of the original Ninja Turtles movie together. A striptease? A striptease. Oh, Judith Hogue. There you Ju- go. Ju- oh, Judith Hogue. She's, uh, she was in a bunch of TV shows. Oh. Yeah, she's in a lot um, of stuff still. But it's funny. Uh, she wasn't I, in any of the other Ninja Turtle movies, just the first one. Well, well, fantastic. Anywho, <laughs> we should probably get on to the, the movie thing. Yeah, G-I actually, we're, we're exactly halfway through, so that, that, uh, Sorry, I was that works out. <laughs> so, uh, first off, like, the movie is, it, it's it's really corny, but, like, it it's so entertaining the whole way through. Mm. I love it. It didn't feel like a two-hour movie. No, it's so great. No, it really works. It works surprisingly well for as many people are actually in it. I think the thing is, A, at the, the time it came out, like the people who were in it were just unknown, for the most part, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, like nobody but, who knew Dane Cook was, you know, like well, yeah, he's only for like Dane, two yeah. seconds. But I'm just saying, like th- with the number of people, there's only like a very small amount of people that were like super well known, you know, at the uh, time. Yeah, William besides H. Macy, like the main Janine cast. Garofalo, Greg Kinnear, uh, Eddie mm-hmm. Izzard. Yeah, like um, yeah. 
Plus, there's a billion other like small people in it. It's crazy how many so, people are in it. Thing, I yeah. learn something new every time I watch it mm-hmm. about the movie. Like I notice something, yeah. and this time around, I was like, "Is that Michael Bay?" And I yeah. looked it up, and I was like, "That's Michael Bay." Yep. We can't. <laughs> can we bring our brewskis in? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. Uh, and CeeLo's in it. He's in the yeah. one. Oh, well, the, the, guys. the whole the whole Goody Mob. Yeah, that's so great. Ricky Jay, he's a music, he's a magician, and like he's in a bit of, been a bunch of movies. He's a publicist, which is funny. He he's a magician, and in, in the movie he says, "I'm a publicist, not a magician." <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's like, anyway, uh, and I, I totally did not uh, recognize Artie Lang. Oh yeah, uh, you dude, you hear Artie Lang, and it's just like, oh, that's Artie Lang, <laughs> <laughs> the red eye. Dude, his have you seen that guy lately? His nose is like collapsed. Artie Lang? Yeah, you should see him on. He I was thought, on uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, and, I thought he was dead. No, he's clean, apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's never been clean, he said. <laughs> and he's lost a bunch of weight, right? Yeah, but like uh, a bunch of yeah. things that con- con- contributed to his nose just caving in. So like, Weird. yeah, he talks a lot about that and jokes around him on the, the Joe Rogan podcast with him. It's it's great to hear it because I've always thought, always thought he was funny, but apparently he was like just constantly on cocaine. Yes. Oh, that's 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 why the nose is caved in. Yep. One of the reasons uh, <laughs> he said one time that like he he was getting into a shower and he, a girl he was with was chopping up some pills and she was crushing them with a salt shaker that was glass and that broke. Mm. The salt shaker broke and so she like went to go put it away or whatever. He came out of the shower and she was gone and saw all the pills crushed up. And he's like, oh, I'll snort them. So he snorts them and all that glass goes up his nose. Sweet. Jeez. Yeah. That's how you get it right into the blood. Yeah, exactly. That's real quick, right? So anyway, uh, yeah, but I love. But I think what made it work was that everyone committed like two thousand percent to like the mm-hmm. ridiculousness. Like even Hank Azaria. Yeah, like it was. It was almost kind of like meta in the sense that everybody kind of treated the movie like as a theater piece. Mm-hmm. But the characters in the movie were treating it like a theater piece, you know? Because like the the, Sphinx, the, man. the Blue Raja, like isn't British. No. That was like so funny. <laughs> that whole scene with his mom. Yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy is uh, I read a, uh, a an interview with uh, Hank Azaria and he was talking about how the cast fought a ton. Oh really? Yeah, and they all they all wanted like their own spot and they all wanted their own little you know their own little sayings to get put in there all the time. If you notice throughout the film, there's always constantly like someone saying something right after another person. So they said they fought a ton, including I guess uh, Stiller fought with uh, Greg uh, Kinnear, and mm. it's just apparently I don't know the director had never directed anything before besides commercials and wow. never directed anything ever again. <laughs> so like Azaria was like, I overheard the director say, screw this crap. I'm going back to doing commercials. commercials. <laughs> That's funny. Because it had this thing had like a seventy million dollar, I think, budget, and it only brought in thirty-three million. Hey. And it, it was crazy because it came out the same it came out the same week that Sixth Sense, Blair Witch, Runaway Bride, and Thomas Crown Affair was all in the movie theater. Oh, that's a big weekend. Yeah, it's almost like I don't know if you ever seen UHF. Uh, UHF came out like the same week as like Indiana Jones and the Temple <laughs> of Dune or something. Like just a, like three or four movies the same thing, and so it got buried as well. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Also, wow. this movie is the first movie to have uh, Smash Mouth. Like it actually oh, the music I, video yeah. for that Smash Mouth song uh, yeah. All Star is the mu- is the music video for this movie. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Everybody kind of thinks it's Shrek, but it's for this one. Oh yeah, because Shrek did it too. Mm. Well, yeah, everybody kind of makes fun of Shrek, and that's kind of a meme now. So that's so funny that the, it's Mystery Men. Uh, that you know that video is from. Wow. Yeah, but like just even so, like uh, like but we mentioned Stiller and Gene mm-hmm. Ruffalo. Like everybody just committed to like the lunacy. Oh yeah, like yeah. and like Jeanine just talking to the skull head thing. Like and it just never breaks. Um, ben Stiller, like he, I don't know, he just, he sells it. Like he's he's been that character ever since. Mm. You know, like the something about Mary, kind yeah. of like okay, whatever. He's just always like flustered. It was excellently <laughs> cast. Stiller was actually supposed to direct the movie, oh. and he was doing something else, and he came back to star in it instead. <laughs> I have to be. I have to be honest. I I didn't like. I couldn't recognized Keel until like way later into the movie. I thought it was Cisco when he first came on. Oh, because it's Kel, Kel, not Keel. 
Kel. Who loves orange soda? Yeah, Invisible yep. Boy. <laughs> and then finally, he's like, you mean Kel? I was like, oh my God, that's freaking Kel, Keenan and Kel. <laughs> I, I, I asked this back in the day when I saw it for the first time, and I asked it again today. I was like, when he turns invisible, why do his clothes fall off? Yeah, and if he knew that he could turn invisible, why didn't his clothes fall off the last time he did it? And he would remember that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, even just like, he, did he dematerialize? Was that the... <laughs> I also Maybe. thought it was pr- pretty funny that they were like, uh, oh, you got to use two hands to cover up. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hands, bud. <laughs> You're going to need two hands. He's like one of the only people with actual superpowers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. I guess uh, Janine has the whatever possessed and, <laughs> and uh, bowling ball. The spleen. Yeah, the spleen. The spleen, man. But <clears throat> did he, did they imply that he killed like five people in a diner? <laughs> with his I fart don't know. gas? <laughs> if the farts kill people or just knock them out. I'm assuming they knock them out. Yeah. Well, I mean, one guy like just like head over heels like straight up like died because right. like how high he fell from <laughs> some of those falls looked like you would break your back well most of the guys were sitting at the the bar the diner yeah. you know but like one of the servers just like whoop yeah like and then land on their head and it was like i mean it is like a dystopian future like yeah it's, it's a weird one though because it's like it's almost like a little bit like batman like because it would be Batman was in that today, but the cars were all from like the fifties, and it was all kind of like a noir yeah. kind of thing, right? So it's like it's like a futuristic Gotham with a they had like fifties cars in it, and then on top of it, all the signs were in Chinese. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm like, what? What are they trying to say here? <laughs> and the and like when they open, it takes you a while to figure out that you're in like just a normal nursing home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, like at first I was like, "Was this? Did this take place in a superhero nursing home?" I was like, "No, no, this is the normal in their universe." Yeah, yeah, nursing home, which was nuts. <laughs> and it was very reminiscent of like when the Penguin took over Gotham. You know, Casanova. Like had uh, Jeffrey Rush. How, how do you guys feel about him as a villain and his Great, pinky? I, pinky. I, I, I like that he just basically played it straight, and everything else made it hilarious. Mm-hmm. Him sharpening his pinky nail. <laughs> I like whenever they were saying like the disco room, they'd always do the pose. The oh disco yeah, room. to the disco room. <laughs> I had oh, man, there's was, so many small like one liner things in here. It's it's insane. That's the thing. Even like the back and forth between uh, the shoveler and um, Mr. Furious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the dialogue is so so dumb, but and and like the. Like the responses are at just as ludicrous as what the questions were, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I love the shoveler. He's basically when he goes home, he's basically like a like a, a wannabe like a rock star. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like he comes home, he's like, "How long are you gonna do this, honey?" He's like, but "I'm a damn good shoveler." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah," and they just they just play the whole thing straight. Like, uh, but I I do love the little bit of clarity that was in the whole thing was that Ben Stiller's character is like. Uh, Captain Amazing is Lance. What's his face? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because like he was he would be smart in some instances and just completely stupid in the other ones. You know, <laughs> to where like he was talking to the Sphinx or whatever, and he'd be like, he like finished oh, yeah. his sentences for him. <laughs> like, He's like, I can figure out what your your sayings are because this is the reverse of the first thing you said. <laughs> that was hilarious. In order to master your rage, you you must let your rage become your master or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that what you're gonna say? Not maybe not. <laughs> Speaking of Sphinx, his first like uh, well, his first scene when he comes into the movie, he slices through the all guns. the weapons, right? Mm-hmm. And then never again does do you see that type of attack. Mm-hmm. You but you do see a, a ray gun that makes people argue. Yeah, you see what was the other thing? It was a. Uh, Oh, the clothes shrinking rays. Clothes shrinking ray, and yeah, these get... were all created by t- uh, Tom Waits. Wait, <laughs> that was the first thing when the movie started. I was like, "Was this that Tom Waits?" Yeah, like, this he's is, like a good actor. This just gives you like a perspective of what the movie is like. Like just even like describing that alone, it kind of felt like um, just like a play date for a bunch of people who live in L.A. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, weird though because like you can follow like. the story. Like the story just naturally progresses there's nothing wrong with this movie mm-hmm. like in yeah. fact this is one of my favorite comic book movies yeah and it was made one. in 1999 before x-men and spider-man 
So it's just such a weird kind of like spoof on it, especially with, you know, the whole, you know, Lance Hunt wears glasses, Captain America, yeah. and yeah. Captain Amazing doesn't wear glasses. That's what's I, so wild of like how it ended up being a parody of everything before everything else happened. Because yeah. I know we mentioned that before, but even Captain Amazing yeah. has the boring black leather suit with all the sponsors and stuff. But like, it was like that was even before X Men made it like a, you know, a, like a, a disaster. It's like a stereotype, you know, <laughs> of like, oh, they're going to be in realistic black suits. I mean, I guess it did come on the heels of the Matrix or whatever, but. <laughs> I, I forgot. I didn't realize. I, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, but I forgot that they uh, they they kill Captain Amazing. Oh, Spoilers. <laughs> I remember that. It was so great. Like halfway through the movie, the first time, and being like, "Wait, no, he's he's really dead. That guy's really dead." Like, and it's gruesome. It is. It's weird. It's got like that kind of like mystery science theater kind of vibe to it, or something, you know? Right. Or uh, no, maybe, maybe think of Mars and- Mars Attacks or something. Yeah. I mean, this there is some like gory moments in the beginning of this movie too, and where the red eyes are doing the heist and they're like pulling that dude's prosthetic arm off and like <laughs> pull, pulled his eye out and he took his gold his teeth. Fake, and, well, it was all fake stuff, like fake teeth, his fake eye, his prosthetic leg. <laughs> it was just like enough unsettling images, you know, <laughs> stealing stuff from a nursing home. Gosh, and but I, I love the also like the little bits of realism they give in it they were like you know captain amazing has all these sponsorships like a nascar driver yes. and it's like i guess that's how it'd have to be because you know you couldn't unless you were bruce wayne and even bruce wayne like how does he just not run out of money being that you know yeah but like, iron man too yeah but like you say you're like superman you're just like you know clark kent like yeah. how, how do you afford to like not sleep all night <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and like do all this stuff and like have you know have this life and stuff so like it would make sense if you were that you'd be like okay i'm gonna wear a pepsi patch yeah i wonder if this. the boys uh it was based on like a a comic i wonder if that comic was made before this movie came out because i, I feel like mm. that would be like a really obvious you know idea mm. like hey let's take some superheroes and you know what they get a little bit full of themselves and they say hey let's hold on to some of this cash and or whatever you know i don't know has got it definitely has that vibe to it with him i still haven't seen the boys no i haven't seen seen the boys either i've seen a few episodes and it, i want to finish it but like it's so like not kid friendly <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it's oh, been hard that was a. Uh, speaking of like, this is not Amazon, but like it just reminded me that all the big news that came out that Nicolas Cage is going to be Joe Exotic in the Tiger oh, King series. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be 100% true or not, but checks out. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, one thing that this uh, other thing, the uh, lock and key, actually, Josh, that the, we talked about a few weeks back. Oh, yeah. Uh, I started watching that show. I ended up being really good. Did you? So, so you liked it? Yeah, I recommend that show to all all, all the spandex lovers out there. <laughs> oh, is, while we're on that tip, uh, a while back we were talking about the uh, show. I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched through it. Highly recommended. Not around children or you know younger, but like because it's not kid friendly at all. <laughs> From like the first second, it hits all the points. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's. It's really easy to watch because each episode is as short as 18 minutes and only as long as like 27 minutes. And there's only seven episodes for the first season. Mm. So it's just over like a couple hours to just binge the whole season. That's great. And they happen pretty quick. And uh, that girl, I forget her name, who was in um, It that's in this. Yeah. She's fantastic. And like the whole... The redhead? Yeah. The whole time it has a little bit of mystery, but also a little bit of like nostalgia. The only thing I, people compare it to Stranger Things. The only thing it really compares to is that it has a couple like some uh, like it's like a retro vibe, but it's happening these days. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I just it's it's kind of like what somebody described it as uh, what like Stranger Things like older rebellious sister, okay. and that checks out because like like the kids the kids are like horny, you know, like <laughs> and stuff, and not like just romantic. I want to take you to the dance, you know, like. Yeah, they all want to have sex with each other and stuff. They're speaking like really, you know, ru- like uh, coarsely and stuff. And right. like, it's all like pretty real, you know. And then it's don't let anybody spoil it for you because you watch the entire series and they make that last episode worth it. Because <laughs> I, I like, I like turned it off at one point in the last episode. I'm like, oh my god, like, <laughs> like what just happened? Like, 
I was in this world, and then they just like uncorked it right here. So it was pretty. It's pretty cool. I don't know. So that was my that was my recommendation. Mystery Men did not do that. <laughs> it's weird because they'd have like small like they'd have small little parts that like kind of were touching. That's kind of weird. Uh, like when he was trying to get to know the girl a little bit, and he'd like let it like, like let himself through every once in a while. Like, oh my name, my name is kind of Roy. Ben Ben did a great job for that. I mean, I've always been a fan of like the, a lot of his stuff anyway. So mm. I love the sandwich speech. Where like I don't know, I think it's <laughs> oh. actually like supposed to be some kind of uh, William H Macy's. Yeah, yeah, he get, gives that speech with the with the sandwich, you know, at the end. He's like, there's so much cholesterol in this. Cry. Yeah, am I gonna eat the sandwich or am I gonna go fight for? Our- <laughs> that I mean, that's such a great like metaphor, like a serious moment, but it's equally goofy. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I also made me hungry for an egg, egg sandwich. Oh, I ordered Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of Cinco de Mayo, and I wanted tacos. Oh, as funny. Uh, one of the things that was funny to me, like, was the costumes. Like, they get better costumes, but you see them making them, and so it's yeah. make, it makes sense that they have them. As in other movies we talked about before, they're just like, "Hey, by the way, we're now in boxing gloves and shorts." And right, you know, like, we, all of us don't have our personal to Tony Stark to you know open a capsule, and all of a sudden a freaking bionic suit pops out. I was going to say. <laughs> That they're all their real superpower. There's true calling. They should have just started like like uh, like uh, a tailor's shop because mm. they all have like incredible sewing skills. Yeah, those are pretty great. <laughs> pretty mean, shiny, but yeah. Well, it's just interesting <laughs> because like you assume that they had made their previous costumes, especially Blue Raja. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Blue Raja, it seems like he just literally got like rugs from his mom's house. Mm. He looked like you know, yeah, like the, my grandmother's drapes. But then then he made his costume and it was super shiny and like look, you know, like. Like, so all these guys, like they, they're like Sphinx. really good costume makers. Sphinx mm. was the best though. Like, the pigtail up the top. It, it was like <laughs> neon blue with an eye in the middle of his chest with a pigtail on the top. And you know, like with him, it on varying levels, there could have been multiple opportunities for it to be like kind of like moderately offensive or something. You oh know? yeah. Mm-hmm. But his character is so confusing yeah. that like the, there's no way. Like you're like he's. Is he like is, the moment you think like is he like a weird stereotypical Native American thing? But his name's the Sphinx, <laughs> and then the the costume he has like what is that? That's like a two year old girl, you know, like in, <laughs> in like a in like Nacho Libre. Oh, like, you know, yeah. God, he's like it's just it's just so like wild. And Cal uh, had the perfect line. He's like, wow, that's so deep, like up to the line of confusing. Yeah. <laughs> where it gets confusing. He's supposed like, to be mysterious. He's incredibly mysterious. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, also, like, the rumors before Sphinx came in to, to the whole group and everything, I forget what the rumors were. That, that he, he could split guns in half with his mind. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. He's like, can he? Well, I don't know. <laughs> and then he does it. And he does and it, then yeah. never happens again. <laughs> that's funny, because when you see them split, like, they actually do get the guns chopped in half, but when yeah. they're holding the guns again, they just took the slide off. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, just uh, like pieces. I uh, love it. it the, my it favorite part of the Sphinx is like at the end of the movie because you know he had like the group hug in the middle of the movie, and that's when you know uh, Ben Stiller's character is like, "Heck with this, I'm leaving." And at the end oh, of the movie, yeah. Ben Stiller's like, "Group hug," and you see yeah. the, the Sphinx goes, "Yeah." <laughs> like, <everyone gets> to <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> uh, the smile on his face, though. Yeah, that's kind of like yeah, the culminating moment of seeing all the things uh, worked on come to fruition in one full moment. They gave everybody their part, man. I mean, every little person, even like Kel and every uh, you know, invisible this is boy. My moment. Yeah, this no is one my look moment. at me. I'm translucent. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds thinking, me a little bit of Men in Black. I don't know why. Oh yeah, maybe just the a little whole, bit of, like the magic-y stuff. I really appreciated the the length they went in detail like uh when captain amazing or whatever he steps into his car after a press thing and he actually like has to like lock into a charger that's in the seat and you see him like un like unconnect and then reconnect (laughs) and he's like looking back to make sure the green light was flashing the red light was flashing (laughs) and i'm like wow it was like that was pointless (laughs) (laughs) but kind of cool because now i'm like what what is he charging (laughs) <laughs> and they never go back to just never like say the anything. suit because they don't ever like clear yeah. up if he has powers or he's just like Iron Man, you know? Right. 
so it's just like a mystery mystery just like runs all the way through this movie mystery mm-hmm. i don't know what that means you don't really know uh, if people actually have powers or not well you're just confused the entire time like yeah you don't really know who actually has powers or if if this is just some like fantasy world where you know, it, the power, it's not even called that. It could be something else. Well, it hits these like beat, like these 90s beats. Like last week we were talking about Tank Girl and how tank the tank girl. just is sentient out of the blue. Yeah. And so in this movie, like the bowling ball with the skull is like sure. sentient out of the blue. I mm. like how the skull was pissed off that he didn't get any credit at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and like she's having, she's like, okay, deal's a deal. I'm going back to grad school now. Like she never wanted to be a superhero. <laughs> like she was just. The whole point was to kill the the guy. Yeah, Eddie Izzard. (laughs) Eddie Izzard, yeah. And I was going to really quick go into like the villains and the other part of the detail thing with with the, the, however, you had like the disco club and then you had the, uh, what were they called? The... They're all horrible stereotypes, like furries and and then this one, the the Susies, the Susies, Susies, yeah, Uh, the what's it, the the mafia ones? Who were those? Oh yeah, the the suits, the suits, yeah. This was the frat boys, the frat boys with (laughs) Michael Bay. This movie has pretty much all the right elements to to be like a really like fantastic ride, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I do think it achieve that and you know i don't think it by any means is it like a marvel standard movie but i don't think that that was ever intended to be that type of you know vast grandos type thing uh they do actually go into some scale with some of the shots they show these Mm -hmm. like vast landscapes of cities yeah just to kind of give you like a the the scale of what we're talking about and where they're at and and the movement of the city and everything so I, i do appreciate them on that level you know putting that in there but they definitely had some money to put behind it uh those those shots it was at the weird age at the end of like night at the end of the 90s where like they're still doing miniatures so there's miniatures in it there's computer animation in it like there's yeah. good computer animation and then there's not so good computer animation like when you see peewee's not peewee's paul rubin's face like swirling around in the tornado or oh, whatever God, you're like yeah he's pushing the, the- Oh, Other than that, so though, funny. like it really holds up. Like, there's just a few parts where, like, oh, okay. Actually, that was my last point. Was the money? I, I think to me personally, I, I want to hear what you guys think. Uh, what, what do you think they spent the most money on, scene wise? And I think it was the end scene where the blue, whatever, what's his name? <laughs> he shoots the uh, uh, forks to make like a ladder for frenzy to climb up or whatever that i think that that's where they spent the most money and that's what actually felt like the most uh superhero you know save the girl he's got to climb up to save the girl Mm. that was a really epic moment i think the driving of the vehicle and smashing into the probably the house probably that was so great yeah and that vehicle oh my god yeah the whole thing just felt like a party I think that's yeah. what I liked about it, and like like you said, it felt like like the Batman movies, you know. Oh yeah, where like the Gotham kind of it kind of did have that uh, Jim Burton thing, J- Jim Burton, or uh, you know Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> also a little bit like the Mario movie, like when he goes yeah. through the other side of the world or whatever. It felt yeah, a lot right. like that with the Niani. I don't know. Yanni. Niani. Yes. <laughs> I love Yanni. Yeah, it's kind of like not quite cyberpunk. Yeah, like it's just this weird. I don't know. I, I was, Daft Punk I, I was talking to a friend the other day about like the kind of like the Dick Tracy universe. You know, mm-hmm. it's like oh is this gosh. in the past or the future or current? And like you know, like it just has this vibe. It's super stylized. Yes, very cartoony. So like this was that very much that. It's like you you know what world you're in, and it's just fun. I wouldn't say it's like a piece of art, you know, mm-hmm. but like it was just really fun and kind of what I want when I go see a movie like that. Yeah, it was so funny. I even I've seen this movie a million times. I've owned it since it came out, and it's I watched it again, and I laugh at it all the same parts. You know, there's not very many movies that, that I can that, that do that to me, to where I just laugh out loud to certain parts. Yeah, like this is I w- I wanted like Street Fighter to have this vibe. You know, <laughs> like, maybe just remembered it a little bit better than what it was. <laughs> yeah, well, just like have like it be dated, but have a charming quality to it you know because mm-hmm. mystery men is dated 
Yeah. But like it's very charming. It's all the ways I love it to be dated. You know, like just just that nursing home scene at the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, that's we accept that. You know? <laughs> when Batman starts, there would be a nursing home like that, you know, with these like really harsh, like colored lights coming through the windows and everybody's in these like, you know, crazy, like futuristic, you know, like looks and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's there's one part in the movie where uh, the invisible boy like get, they meet him and somehow they just find out who he is and where he's at. They yeah. go, they go to his house and it's like, uh, can we come in? Like, oh uh, yeah, sure. Hey dad, I'm going to my room with three strange men. And yeah. the dad doesn't say a word. <laughs> I cracked up with that too. He doesn't even flinch. No. <laughs> uh, I liked uh, I liked Monica's role too. She was like the uh, the girl, the love interest. Yeah, the love interest. There you go. She was in Mall Rats, wasn't she? I th- I know her from like a Brad Pitt movie. I remember I saw her in that movie, and that was the first one. I was like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> I love all the the uh, recruitment part oh, where yeah. they have all the the crazy people. They had mm-hmm. both Dane Cook in that, and they also had uh, oh gosh, what's the other guy's name? The pencil guy was Doug Jones. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so, like he does all the crazy, creepy like creatures and stuff. Pen- pencil head. Yeah. Um, trying to see if there's any other ones that are like very highly notable you figured like i figured like the girl that would be the pms avenger would be like a comedian or something i don't i don't know though oh yeah that's right <laughs> let's see if she's on here <laughs> you're gonna look at the imdb to find her yeah if, if it's not here it's not here though yeah it's not like in the first couple of things so no it's great i don't CNC know low was pretty funny too that was great did I mean, he's probably he's been a songwriter for a while, but like you know, I I thought he didn't break out break out until that uh, crazy song. So Goody Mob was his original band. Yeah, it was like three guys, I think three or four guys, and then he went solo from there and had a bunch of different stuff. But like mm-hmm. when he went solo, it was a big deal. Like Goody Mob released an album right after that without him called One Monkey Don't Stop the Show. Mm-hmm. And they replaced where he would be in all the video in all the promotional photos with like this toy monkey Matt. thing. And so there was a big bout there. And then they, I don't know if this was before or after that, but then they made up and started doing albums again. Mm. But yeah, then, then he did Gnarls Barkley and crazy blew up. Yeah. But yeah. I think it was a combination of like that and like, you know, forget you. Um, forget you didn't I, come out before this though. No, no, no. It was way after. But I think, okay. I think that, I think like forget you, like, Added like to his it just like blew it up like fandom. to like you know where's like no going back now or it's like no, crazy i'm was, on the voice and everything else yeah <laughs> well crazy was like really big but it was under like that gnarls barkley brand with, yeah that's uh, true with uh was danger mouse yeah and stuff so but it did definitely like that put him on the map you know it's kind of like it's on the level of like umbrella for rihanna well, it was national mm-hmm. radio for a long time yeah. i mean it's borderline a standard yeah you know <laughs> i just remember whenever i hear, hear crazy i think of that scene in kick ass <laughs> or they're like dancing in the car i, I can't and i can't laugh not laugh just thinking of that song because they're just <laughs> acting like utter idiots in that scene <laughs> that, that's interesting actually like what should our next movie be uh, uh, right there the scott pilgrim well i think would also be a fun one yeah or or uh kick ass i thought would would be fun did i send you guys a list i thought i might I like things that i had remembered i thought i, thought, I did i thought you did because we looked at it, uh, yeah. so we were like, "Oh, look at that!" Was it or uh, Big Trouble in Little China? Oh, I love Big Trouble Trouble in Little China. I think that'd just be silly. Also, uh, uh, he who questions training only trains himself at questioning, <laughs> asking questions. There's so many great one-liners like that. Oh gosh, looking at uh, all of them right now. Where's the one that Jeffrey Rush had? It was like I never not want to not do the. Um, yeah. the I was like, all right, no. Who? What if I knew that you knew that I knew that you didn't know that I knew? Yeah. That you knew? It was like, what would you know? It's like I lost track, but on paper, I'm sure that works. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I like when they start taunting them when they're all drunk or whatever. They're like, "That's your power. You have guns." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Tonight the lone wolf hunts alone. <laughs> he's like yeah, trying to make he always just trying to make like some horrible metaphors or just say weird things <laughs> like sweet dreams, lilac. <laughs> you know, like, just, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there's just oh, all these one liners. Oh, awful. Gosh. <laughs> and it, it feels like super like dad dad jokey. Oh yeah. And it's also interesting, um, I don't know why, but to me that 
we see like grown men having to deal with like their personal lives like uh shoveler with his wife and then uh blue raja with his mother yeah <laughs> it's just like blue raja was interesting because his mother didn't seem very much older than him <laughs> yeah and at times like especially when she was like found out that he was a superhero quote unquote mm. yeah it almost it borderline to like fe feeling like a romantic scene Ooh. so you know like it was on that line where like if i just walked in right now on the scene and you didn't tell me depending on like the things i experienced that day i might just assume that that was like a romantic scene mm -hmm. right it just turns into a because soft she wasn't so much older than him that i'd be like that's definitely his mother yeah. right you know, but it was like, but she also was like a little bit older, you know? So. Yeah. But she was just so like, oh, I didn't know. But now I was like, okay. It's like, uh. <laughs> so I did like I a, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I do remember this was like the first movie, I think, that I, I, I actually saw Hank Azaria. I had seen his name in the credits of like dozens of animations. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, that's the dude, you know? Oh, I, I remember him being in Godzilla. I remember being yeah. like, oh, it's Hank Azaria from, you know? <laughs> Uh, I yeah okay. I found the thing that I sent you. Oh. That's, I think I I think I just went through a bunch of '90s, '80s, and '90s movies. And be like, all right, here's some crazy crazy movies that I'm not sure if they're if they were good or if they were awful or what they were. I've never actually seen Galaxy Quest. I know it's good, but oh really? Um, That's a fun one. Galaxy Quest. I've swears. never seen Death Becomes Her. I don't think I've seen that. I don't either. think I've seen that either. That's Maybe a, that we'll do that weird movie uh the return of swamp thing i know we talked about that when the swamp thing cart uh, tv show came out oh yeah uh vampirella was apparently oh. like another it's a comic or whatever and it was made into a movie in the late 90s uh masters of the universe yeah we had definitely masters of the universe uh the original judge dread <laughs> oh yeah judge dread oh, didn't, oh no demolitions man is what they announced this week oh, demolition, yes. demolition man demolitions will be man good there. Uh, Wait, did you send that in the text or the email? Uh, I sent it in the email. Okay. Uh, Dick Tracy. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen Dick Tracy. I don't even remember it. Barbed Wire. Bar gosh, Barbed Bar Wire. Wire. Howard the Duck. We could watch the original. Ooh, yeah. Heavy Metal. Uh, Flash Gordon. I've never actually seen Flash Gordon. I've seen clips. I haven't seen... And I've heard it's the song, obviously. It's hilarious. Uh, I've never seen Superman 3 or 4. Oh. Actually, I might have seen 3. Yeah, I think I, I think I've seen three. I've never seen four though, and I've never seen Supergirl the movie. I don't think I've seen that either. Uh, Toxic Avenger. Yeah, Toxic Avenger. Con I watch the cartoons, but I don't think I've ever seen the movie. Yeah, yeah the cartoons are not anywhere near. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Condor Man. Oh, uh, Condor Man. Uh, let's see, Mercury Man, Super yeah. X Girlfriend, another movie uh, with Eddie Izzard in it. I, I love Su Super X Girlfriend. <laughs> Constantine. Uh, I've never weird seen the science. crow. Ooh, weird science oh, really? is a good one. I've, yeah, I've never actually seen the crow, which is a weird thing to say. Oh wow, the crow's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sky High, one of your faves. I oh, love yeah. Sky High. <laughs> Classic man. I've never oh. seen the Spirit. I can't remember if I've seen that or not. Uh, oh, the Spirit. That's Ron yeah. Perlman, right? Yeah. Uh, I've seen that. We could rewatch Superman Returns. <laughs> oh man, that's a rough one. <laughs> or Electra. Like, dude, I love Jennifer Garner. <laughs> uh, the original Ghost Rider, uh, the Fantastic Four, and maybe even the original, like the 1992 Fantastic Four. Oh, I would God. be down for that. Or Hancock. I don't know if you've ever seen Hancock. Hancock. <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched Hancock. Oh, no, that was Hitch we watched the other night. Yeah. <laughs> Hitch. <laughs> Which is the same thing. Just super yeah, <laughs> superheroes. Hitch was superheroes. It's Will Smith. It's Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith being Will Smith. Will Smith being drunk Will Smith. That's yeah. so there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah, there's so a ton of stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. Hopefully you guys, you know, you throw some uh some uh, comments our way to help us narrow some idea of Ooh. where to go next. You know what'll be interesting. I don't know if this would be enough to talk about completely, mm -hmm. but we should watch before next week is uh, the Mandalorian making of documentary series just started on Disney Plus. Oh nice. so it's a it's a docu-series so one episode released i don't know how many there are in total but i guess they're doing one every week or two now i huh. would just be cool to like make comments so i think the episodes are about a half an hour a little bit longer along each but it it, it they they uh dropped it on may the 4th we could be Ooh. like uh mr rogers segment where we like well what's going on in the mandalorian oh, and rick and morty today? is back no -uh. mm -hmm. <laughs> the first episode was on may the 4th holy <laughs> oh, moly so, guys 
the world is anew. I'm avoiding all the nerd channels right now because they all talked about the first episode of Rick and Morty. I don't think I've seen the, the last. Like, then they do like four or something. They did four or five episodes. Yeah, I haven't. Last I've only year. seen one of those. I think they were they were Rick and Morty episodes, but they weren't at all like tied in with stuff. Huh. So people, I think, got a little upset with that. But I thought they were really good to Rick and Morty episodes. Mm. Like. I think so. They're funny, but I'm I'm interested in seeing when they're going to tie back to everything. That or new, if it's, that new it's show doesn't look very good. It's like, oh hey, look, it's another version of Rick and Morty. What show? <laughs> the new the new one that they're trying to promote. Oh, Justin Roiland. Yeah, yeah, because he's not with Dan Harmon on that one. It's with somebody else. Yeah, it looks the same though. Yeah, it was the same style, animation style, and the same comedy ish. You know. Oh, wow, oh okay. I haven't seen that. What's it uh, called? I can't I don't remember. Know. I just keep seeing the previews for it. I keep going. Nope. <laughs> I mean it could be good I just don't know like I feel like the fan base <laughs> for Rick and Morty kind of turned me off quite a bit so mm. it turned me on baby yeah <laughs> I just like the show like I, it always makes me happy to watch those episodes oh my god it's yeah. like religion sometimes <laughs> yeah well I mean it's just like a fun show because I can get deep into it but I can just also have it on and just love the you know like the fart jokes yeah shit on the floor oh god <laughs> again another show I cannot watch with my children around <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh god! <laughs> well, especially all the philosophical shit that Rick's like throwing around, you know, like exi- existence is like pointless and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's one of I'm the not, joys. Not a big fan of nihilism anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good uh, role model show. <laughs> so we'll at least have that. We'll have like the Mandalorian making of and Rick and Morty by uh, next week. That's right, <laughs> and then whatever movie we pick. All right, guys, sounds good. Uh, we like it. And Hope we you like guys you. Enjoyed. Yeah, we like you. Hope you guys enjoyed. You should subscribe. Yeah, and then bring it on back to yellow spandex. You might, you know what? Just wear your spandex while you listen. <laughs> That's what I do. All right? Bring it on back. We'll see you next week on yellow spandex. <laughs> <laughs>